0: And take the right next steps towards landing a career you love because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm Jen Smith, your host, and today I'm thrilled to be here for another installment of Flourishing Together. A monthly segment dedicated to curated conversations with industry insiders, sharing wisdom and strategies for improving your work and well being. Today, I'm so excited to be here with Juliana Yao jorgen a professional coach for introverts who are ready to thrive in an extroverts' workplace. As a former manager and director at one of Canada's largest PNC insurers, She helps introverted job seekers figure out exactly which job is the right one and make sure they do everything in their control to get it. As an introvert herself, she knows how difficult it is to land the right role. So she helps people land jobs doing what they love with people they are comfortable with.
1: Juliana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jen. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, and as a fellow introvert, I can certainly relate to your (laughs) body of work, and I was thinking about this. I wish that I had someone like you to help me back in the day when I just felt super uncomfortable in certain Mm. work situations, so thank you so much for doing the work that you do.
1: Yeah, it's definitely an area of need.
0: (laughs) It is, for sure. So let's start by learning a little bit more about your background. So do you mind sharing more about your experience as an introvert working in professional settings and how that led you to talk more about and coach others on this topic?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I had a 20-year career in corporate. A lot of that was as a business analyst and working on projects. And honestly, in that type of work, introversion was... More of a strong suit than a a concern, we'll say. (laughs) Because a lot of that work required me to take work away, really think about it, come back with a plan, come back with a recommendation. And it wasn't until I got into leadership that I noticed that there was still a bit of negativity around the concept of an introvert, whether people put a label on it or they were just talking about some of the, the normal traits of an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes we would have management discussions about how people were doing just as we were planning their development and little things would come up here and there that I would just be like hmm that doesn't seem quite right mm-hmm. Not not that it was something they were trying to pick on introverts about but it was just the perception of of how we were like Oh Sally needs to speak up more volunteer more or yes. whatever more of the extrovert things <laughs> and it was just well d- does she though because she's doing her job and and she's doing a really good job of it so there was always that hanging question of why why is that perception there and and how can i help other introverts work around it without changing people's minds about introversion.
0: Ooh, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. It's making me think about, I recently read, it was a Harvard business article or one of those tips that they send, and it was about managers rewarding passionate performance, not Mm -hmm. performative passion. And that really stood out to me because I totally get it. You're right. There are conversations where sometimes we're not necessarily just talking about the performance. We're talking about the person. When really, when you think about it, I always say it doesn't matter how or where you get the work done, it's just as long as you get the work done. So those little things like, I used to hear that all the time, talk more in meetings and volunteer (laughs) for more things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why? Like I'm getting my job done. It's okay, (laughs) I don't have to, you know? So yeah, I love that you picked up on that so early and were able to kind of think about that and bring the conversation maybe back to performance versus the person or notice it and then help adjust accordingly in a comfortable way. So thank you for sharing that. Now, personally, I've been in a lot of challenging situations where I felt really uncomfortable as an introvert in this very extroverted work world that we're in. So can you tell us about a time where you faced a challenging situation as an introvert and how you navigated and maybe what you learned from it?
1: Yeah, I would say probably one of the more challenging things happened when I moved from a manager to a director role. Um, the stakes were obviously higher, and I was working with a, a different group of people, or or people that I had worked with, but uh, the relationship was different. So they were senior to me before, and I remember there was somebody I worked with who was perfectly nice, but. At the end of every meeting, would try to talk to me and and keep me. <laughs> so whether that was a virtual meeting or I was visiting the office he was in, and he'd be like, "Oh, Juliana, I want it. let's just keep talking," or he would just keep talking. Oh. <laughs> he wouldn't even ask. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Either I was exhausted from having so many meetings already, or I had something else to go to, or I just had work to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was like, how do I? How do I deal with this? Because I don't, I don't want to be rude. I, I do like talking to him, so I, I didn't want to seem as if I, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I actually ended up finding a coach for myself because I didn't know how to navigate through that. It was not something I had planned to do, so I had to readjust my finances and forego spa days <laughs> <laughs> and, and private training sessions and things like that to make room for it, but. I think two things I learned. One was that I didn't have to do things in an extroverted way. Mm-hmm. Like when I talked to my husband, who is my biggest champion, but is a strong extrovert, as that just tell him to go away? And it's like, well, wow, <laughs> that might work for you, but just it—it it doesn't even fit me, right? Like if I if I said that, it just wouldn't seem natural. So, working with a coach and learning that. There was a way for me to navigate that, but just with a little bit of help was really eye-opening. And that that opened my eyes to the whole world of coaching in general.
0: Amazing. Uh,
1: but also made me realize that myself and other introverts can still hold our boundaries in a way that is in alignment with our values and, and with the way we normally naturally work.
0: Yes. It makes me think of, I have a quick story related to the one that you shared. I remember Mm -hmm. when I first moved into HR and I remember this leader. So I was really excited to get in HR. I finally got the job and there was this leader. He was higher level than me. And when you go into HR, you know, when you get a new job, you're so excited. Same as you, when you went to the director level, like you're so excited and you want to do a great job. And I remember this leader would come into my office pretty regularly, but always first thing in the morning. And I just wanted to get in, get my job done, like start, you know, start doing whatever I need to do. And he'd come in and be like, Hey, Jen, how's it going? How's your (laughs) weekend? How's this? How's this? Just like chit chat, chit chat, chit chat. And I was like, no. I just really ah, want to get yeah, to my know. job, <laughs> you know? Yeah, And no ill intentions or anything like that. He was building relationships, and that's part of it. You know, a big part of work yeah. is building relationships. And I started to think about just the fact that everyone's different. Everyone goes about their days different. Everyone mm-hmm. approaches jobs and relationships differently, and that's okay. And so, at the time, I just kind of bit my tongue and dealt with it for, you know, a few extra minutes. It wasn't really that big of a deal, even though inside I was just cringing. Uh, but yeah, it's hard, especially when you're in a new role and you are have different expectations or you really don't know what to expect or you want to build new mm-hmm. relationships without, you know, making someone else uncomfortable or feeling bad. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I um, the the fact that you reached out and got coaching, I think, is awesome. Just to think about how to work with different personalities, and especially in a leadership role. So uh, good for you for doing that. I don't think there was coaching back when I was <laughs> thinking, or when, <laughs> when I was in this situation. That's why I wish I always wish there was someone like you, you know, to help uh, to help me navigate stuff like that. But I totally get it. I could I could feel it on the inside. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah.
0: Now, you kind of started to allude on this a little bit there. So, so you got this coaching, and and I'm sure that this coach helped you realize that introverts do have advantages in the workplace, and they have strengths that I believe truly can be very successful within a working place, a a very extroverted, loud, professional environment (laughs) even. So, Tell me, what are some of your strengths or even advantages that you've found introverts have in the workplace?
1: Yeah, there's, as always, it really depends on the type of work you do. But I find there's probably two or three common ones that can help introverts in any sort of work situation. The first is how we like to have deeper, meaningful relationships where extroverts, they, they will talk to anyone, (laughs) anyone anyone who comes by, which is great. It's a really good dynamic to have. But on the flip side, introverts are not necessarily more choosy about who they talk to, but we shy away from the superficial small talk conversations. We gravitate towards other people, whether they're introverts or extroverts, who we can have those meaningful conversations with build those long-term relationships. And I think that helps with everything, whether like whether you're in sales or project management or marketing or whatever, it's something that can help you forge those relationships that can support you for the long-term rather than just, Oh yeah, I know that person, but do you really like, do you know what their family's like? Do you know what, what is valuable to them? What's meaningful for them? So that would be one is that we like those deeper, meaningful relationships. Another is that we aren't the loudest person in the room all the time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because we, I think we're told a lot, not necessarily directly, sometimes directly, but through, I'll say corporate lore <laughs> that yeah. the, what we want to aspire to is being the loudest, most noticed person in the room and that's not always the best thing. Mm-hmm. Whether you're thinking of it in terms of being somebody's coworker or being somebody's leader or just a more senior person in the room, having that silence, having that space for others to step into, I think is so important. Mm-hmm. Whether it is an extrovert Stepping into the space <laughs> or an introvert who just needs that extra moment to feel comfortable to, to say something or to 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 step into providing feedback or providing their input or even just gathering our thoughts before they come out of our mouth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) We just need that little extra. So I think introverts kind of naturally support each other in that way because we're okay with that little bit of silence where extroverts very naturally just tend to fill that space almost immediately. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, I can
0: certainly relate to that too. And I, you know, I think as an introvert, it's it's just, it's thinking things through, like taking the time mm-hmm. to think those things through, and even explore different options before making rash decisions. <laughs> there is so many knee-jerk, rash decisions out there yes. in today's working world that are causing all kinds of problems. And so, just taking that moment to think something through can really make a better decision for an organization and for a company at you know at the end of the day really and that's what we're we're here for. So the other thing that came to mind as you were talking you know about building the relationships I do think that introverts can make great team leaders because mm-hmm. of that and I you know taking the time to ask somebody how they like to be recognized and rewarded I'll never forget the first time a leader actually asked me how I prefer to be recognized and rewarded. I had never had anyone ask me that question before. And you know, you can probably relate. Like if you're in a team meeting and someone says that you did a good job and they're like giving you praise or whatever in front of everyone. I turned like 20 shades of red. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and I'm like, You're like, will the earth please just open up yes, and swallow it, me now? <laughs> yes, I'm like, oh, I hate, like I, I just, it's so uncomfortable. But if someone were to write me an email and say, you know, hey, great job on this, I would just be so grateful. And so mm-hmm. I think as leaders, introverted leaders, just asking those, even extroverted leaders, just asking those questions of your team, you know, can... And building those relationships. And I think that introverts can be better leaders or good leaders because of the fact that they build those relationships. They ask the deep questions. They understand the uncomfortableness of (laughs) being somebody at work and they can make others feel really comfortable from that perspective. So, yeah, lots of advantages for sure.
1: And as you're talking about that, I, I remember one of the things that kept coming up when I was a leader was that I did know my team so well. Mm. And it, it comes back when I'm talking to people who are looking for work, They, a lot of them, it's a little bit about the money. Obviously we we need enough for to live. <laughs> but a lot of the times it's just, I, I want a leader who believes that I can do the job that they've hired me to do or who actually cares about me, where even now I'm thinking of, Two particular people who have been on my team for a bit. One who is now, I think his wife is expecting next month. Oh, and I'm, yay. I've still kept in touch with him, or um, someone else who uh, reported to me who we used to be peers. And I think he was a little uncomfortable, a little bit uncertain about how the relationship was go- would go. And just In the conversations that we had, I learned that he teaches cooking lessons on the weekends, specifically for vegans. And I was like, that's amazing. And I told him about this uh, traveling spoon website that I've used when I go on vacation. We will actually go book cooking classes to just experience the local culture. And I know that it was really touching for him that I didn't just care about Get that project done, <laughs> get, get your work done. But I was thinking about his life outside of the workplace. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that, and the key word that jumped out at me as you were talking is care. It's. Yeah such a simple word, but it makes such a difference when you're leading other humans in the workplace. Just knowing that someone cares about you or being the person to care about your people makes a huge difference. And I love that you shared that story and just getting, you know, spending a little time talking about something you love. You love to cook and he loves to cook and (laughs) what a beautiful thing, you know, and sharing new ideas and stuff. And I feel like that's really what makes work fun is when you have those when you know those special things about each other and can you know spend a 30 seconds chatting about something that you're both passionate about before you you get onto the project and get the job done you know and it probably makes the job that much more more effective or the project much more effective when people are getting along and collaborating and on the oh, same me. page with things you know versus everyone at each other's throats all the time or trying to <laughs> one-up each other, which can just be so uncomfortable and not fun. And I've been in all of those situations. So, exactly. yeah, I got chills when you were talking about, um, you know, knowing that someone's expecting and learning about someone's hobbies outside of work. I think that's just something that's really missing. And it's, it's harder to, you know, just kind of thinking about the ways that work has shifted and evolved over time, especially with remote work and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely doable. I led teams all over the world. We had folks all over the world and you can still do, you know, one-on-one meetings to get to know people or do little tiny get-to-know-you sessions in a meet- in a team meeting or something like that just to bring the humanity back into, you know, into work. So, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So I would love to talk a little bit about Communicating, so if you're an introvert and you're listening to this and you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, how do I talk to my boss or how do I talk mm. to my colleagues without feeling misunderstood or overlooked? So do you have any examples or tips or tricks that you could share with folks?
1: Yeah, do you mean just in the normal course of things or uh, trying to negotiate like a good work environment? Um either one okay uh, I'd say. In terms of communication, I wouldn't overthink it. Hmm. I've worked at a lot of different companies, and I find everybody just kind of gets to know your natural behaviors. And for the most part, unless they're terrible, terrible people, they <laughs> they just they just get that's who you, who you are, right? Like I, I worked with one lady who was so highly respected, but a a very true introvert in the in the sense that she didn't speak up very often, but when she did people listened because mm. they knew, okay, she is only going to speak up when she has something super valuable to add not just a like a a plus plus idea, but right hey nobody's thought of this before. so people would actually all just shut up wow, <laughs> and and powerful. give her space to speak because they were so accustomed to her natural way of being. so I, I think. If you're an introvert, don't overthink it. Don't don't force yourself to have to have that one insightful question at the end of the meeting to ask. Because on the flip side, you don't want to be that person. And I, I know a couple of these people who they put up their hand and everyone's like, oh no. <laughs> <And> they're <laughs> yep. asking their insightful question again. <laughs> right. Like it's just it it's so obvious when you're trying too hard to to do something that's not natural. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that for just general communication, but as an introvert trying to ask for what we need at the workplace or or negotiating how we work so that we can get that space for us, I'd say it's a little less to do with asking and more to do with understanding what you need and and almost declaring it mm. um, like, I, I had to make a lot of decisions and recommendations through most of the roles I had. So I knew that I would need time for it, like you mentioned earlier, just to make sure I was making the right decision, not just a fast one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it would always be, okay, well, this is the information I need to be able to make this decision. So how do we get this information so that I can evaluate it and make that decision? Not not trying to explain my process or my needs, but just this is what's needed to get to point B. How do we get all those things so we can get there? Excellent. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's a really excellent point and thought. And it's not just saying, oh, I need time to think about it. It's explaining. Here's all the things we need to make the most informed decision because it's going to affect all these other things. So Let's figure out how to get this. And that gives you the time. So then you think about, okay, I've got the time to think about this. (laughs) I've got all the information I need. And now we can come to a a decision. So that's excellent uh, feedback and thoughts. And the other thing that you said that really stood out to me is um, you said something about trying or forcing yourself to do something that's unnatural to your point about the person raising their hand and having to get the last question. I mean, that is so... (laughs) awkward and unnatural and who wants to sit there for another five minutes and talk like everybody wants to get done early anyways you know so it's like okay we don't need to do those things that are really unnatural just to get our voice or whatever it is I remember that feedback around oh you have to speak up more in meetings and I actually questioned it at one point and I said well why like why and they're like oh for visibility in your career and all this stuff and (laughs) and and that's where I actually said, I'm like, well, it's just not natural for me. It's not comfortable for me to interrupt like everyone else does. Like, it's just not my way of working. And so I remember this one manager said something to the effect of, and she was really open to working with me, uh, mm-hmm. But it was more around she would tee up. Like if she knew that I had something <laughs> to say, she would kind of tee it up or invite me to share. Right. And that's where it felt more natural or, or more comfortable. And I think good managers that can either read the room or read the people no. and know that someone has something to say, but they don't want to be interrupting or make the meeting go longer or anything like that. They can notice that and, and invite somebody to share versus you know somebody feeling unnatural or uncomfortable. So- Really, really good thoughts. Thank you. Now, on that point, we kind of talked a little bit about this, but do you have any other thoughts around how introverts can adapt and stay true to themselves? And earlier in the conversation, you mentioned boundaries and things like that. So anything else that's helped you or you can share?
1: Can you repeat the question? Sure. For yeah, you? absolutely. No, that's okay.
0: So I was just thinking about how a lot of us introverts feel pressured to be a certain way where we have to, we feel pressured to make ourselves or fit into an extroverted workplace. And it's really uncomfortable. So how could we stay true to ourselves while adapting to the surroundings?
1: I think it, a lot of it has to do with even what I just did there with trying to clarify what are, what are we trying to get to, mm-hmm. right? Like if we take the example of you being told to speak up more, Okay, I I can just say random things and make noises if you want. but <laughs> what what's the goal here? If the goal is visibility, what really is the visibility that I want to have? And are there other ways to attain that without just being louder? Mm-hmm. Mm. right a, yeah. a lot of people say, oh, you need visibility, okay, but to what end?- mm-hmm. because I know some people in the workplace who are perfectly happy just, being the best at their current role Mm -hmm. and not progressing to more senior work or different teams or whatever. They they just want to know how to do their job, be the best at it, maybe support others who are growing in that role as well. Their their need for visibility is very different than somebody who is trying to either switch careers entirely Mm -hmm. or progress to more senior roles and and the type of visibility and how they get that visibility is very different. So yeah. I'd say for introverts who are just given these random bits of advice yeah <laughs> that that don't feel comfortable it it's having the conversation with that person to be like okay well what what will that action give me and is that actually what i need for my career and are there other ways for me to to get that same result without mm-hmm. doing that or being very specific with how I do it. Yes.
0: I talk a lot about heart-based career planning and a big piece. And what I mean by that is really around alignment, around who you are and aligning your strengths and your personality and everything to a role. And so I think that's huge is knowing what you want from your career. So, what type of visibility is important to you and how do you go get yes. that? And as an introvert, if you if you aren't interested in climbing the ladder and maybe you do want to stay in an individual contributor type of a role, that's completely okay. And making sure that you're sharing that with others and that they know what your intentions are and that you can be visible by getting your job done and just letting making sure people know that that's your intention is to, is to stay in that type of a role. And so I love that you went down that route with uh, this response. I think it's really key for people to think about that. And that's a a lot of times when when I'm working with folks on career clarity, it is peeling back that onion. And we do look at personality and there's so many good assessments Mm -hmm. out there that can help you with blind spots. And I remember thinking something was wrong with me. I'm like, something's wrong with me. I'm not this loud, boisterous person. I was working in an organization, a sales organization, actually. I was like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me, but there really isn't anything wrong with me. I'm just different and that's okay. And there's different types of roles that can, you know, suit different different types of personalities, which is really big because when you do contort yourself into something that doesn't fit, it's, it's going to start the stress and the stress triggers. And yeah. we all know what stress puts on the body and things start breaking down and getting sick. And that's just not what we're here for. So yeah, no. thank you. So as we kind of wrap up here, I always love to ask guests what their flourishing (laughs) favorites are. So do you have a book or a podcast or a resource recommendation that's impacted your career that you would recommend to our listeners?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So before I became a director, when I moved into the manager position, um, I actually came across a book called The First 90 Days. Oh,
0: yeah. So that was
1: sort of my first foray into We'll say self-coaching or or coaching through a book <laughs> on on getting myself ready into that role after I I got it and then I was like oh my goodness I I don't want to fail at this and I actually recommend it even for people who don't want to move into a leadership position because it has a lot of really interesting insights on how to negotiate success with your your boss so mm. that that's helpful for anyone, even if you're just looking at that part of the book, mm-hmm. um, a lot of great advice on, on how to make sure you understand what their expectations are, how to communicate with them, what your level of authority is, which is important even if you, if you aren't a decision maker per se, because they'll expect you to have some leeway in how you do your yeah. work. Yeah, um, And a, and then of course, if you are in a leadership role, Even if you've been doing it for some time, it's just a really good handbook to kind of refresh you on how to assess the people who are working for you, how to make sure you're setting the right goals and making sure that you're supporting your team properly.
0: Yes, that is a great read. I appreciate you reminding me of that one. So much practical. I'm all about the mm-hmm. practical and implementing yeah. things, not just talking to talk or we're actually doing. And that's a great one with practical guide uh, guides and ideas. So thank you so much for sharing. I will definitely we we have a running list at this point of all of the nice. resources and recommendations, so we'll we'll add that to the list. Well, Juliana, this has been such a delightful conversation. So as we come to a close, where can people find you out on the interwebs?
1: <laughs> for sure. Uh, I'm primarily on LinkedIn in terms of my socials. Okay. So I will make sure you've got a link for that uh, for your audience. And I've got my website as well. And every few months, I run a workshop, like a, a masterclass called Network Like an Introvert, mm-hmm. because networking is such a prickly topic for most of us. I take a, a very different approach than most. It's not about pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone or like, just go and just do it. Um, it's... It's really about being very strategic and intentional. Intentional about uh, what you're networking for and how you can network without even stepping room into like a networking event and and trying to talk to just random people there.
0: Oh gosh! <laughs> I get like my whole body just like contract. Right. Like oh, that is the worst. It is the worst. And I love that you have this special class for folks that, that feels the worst. So I feel like I should sign up for, for that myself. <laughs> thank you for hosting that. And we'll make sure that all of those links are in the show notes for folks. Well, thank you again, Juliana. This has been such a good and uh, eye-opening conversation. And I hope all of the introverts out there listening found
1: value in this uh, this wisdom. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Jen. It was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in, listeners. And as always, the notes from today's episode will be on the blog at flourish.careers slash blog. I'll talk to you next time. exactly which job oh my god oh my
1: goodness of course (laughs) stop (laughs) Stop. is that a cold alert
0: (laughs) it's a new york emergency alert oh my god (laughs) oh my god this is the worst thing that's ever happened on a podcast recording (laughs) at least it's not live (laughs)